Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society, with your host Will and two guys that probably live under his stairs. If you're an addict, know an addict, or are just interested in exploring the outer mysteries of geekery, you're in the right place. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Fantastic to be coming at you all by my lonesome. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a solo episode. It's your favorite kind. It's just me, 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 me. Not joining us tonight are my two co-hosts. Steve is currently in the Serengeti of Africa pursuing the lifelong dream of licking a giraffe. We told him that he could do it here at the zoo. He was like, no, 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 no. I want the authentic, authentic experience. I want to fly through the sky in a shiny sky dildo, get to the African continent, go find myself a wild, not curated wild giraffe and give that some bitch a good licking also not joining us he recently checked the wrong box on a mail order bride form and unfortunately is now somewhere in siberian russia making borscht for a man named Ivan. Who knew there was a there was a there was a reverse version of that? Like it's a it's a mail order bride exchange program type of thing. Yep. Yep, poor Tiki. Poor poor Tiki. He thought he was uh it was funny like they showed up outside his doorstep and 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 you know they were like, "Listen, you signed the paperwork. You got to come with us." And he was like, "I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all." And didn't matter. All his protestations, a taser and a net, and suddenly, boom, Siberia. It's very cold there. I heard going to the toilet can be uh, challenging if you're as old as Tiki is and your balls dip into the water. And uh, if you're not careful, you sit there too long, it is possible to have a, uh, a frozen testicle in the toilet water. Next to a turd. Next to a frozen turd. Uh, that's, that's, I hope you're getting a full visual image. Like getting off of the toilet is first you have to chip away around the testicles then you have to like lift them out like they're being airlifted and then going and pouring hot borscht over them to try to uh to thaw them out ooh i do not envy that young man his time there i'm doing okay though i'm okay here in blizzardy colorado it's not that blizzardy. We were getting six to seven inches of snow today. The kids are at home with me. Uh, so uh, right now, normally we record on a Monday. Sometimes we record on a Tuesday. And oftentimes, all of the stars fail to align. And boom, suddenly it's Wednesday afternoon at 2.33 p.m. And I'm trying to get this thing done and made and out to all of you human beings before I go live on a live stream tonight. Over on Twitch.tv forward slash or backslash svp podcast come check us out wednesdays fridays sundays 
It's a good time, I think. I don't know, I'm the one playing video games and talking, so it always feels like a good time. This week on the show, because it's just me, don't have too much to talk about. The check-in's going to be a little bit longer, because I'll get to talk and not be interrupted by psyops or terrible movie reviews or anything like that. It's just me talking to you, bringing my words to your ears. Um, still sober, so let's let's pop off with that. Let's let's start with that. Still sober. Something that's been concerning me though is the things that I do for my sobriety. I don't know if it's a if I'm hitting a wall because of energy or motivation or a lack of clarity in what I want to be presenting on the podcast and on the Twitch streams. But it's been a little bit harder of late to try to come up with content for everything. Now, I know that every week you tune in and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the best sober content a human being could ever have. It's funny and charming and God, these guys are funny and good looking, even though you'll never see Steve or ticky unless we start doing the live stream podcast thing which we might which we might so so i could totally be called a liar there i don't know i'm learning how to be humble from uh from my friend russ friend of the show russ lately he's been telling us how humble he is like every couple of minutes (laughs) first he'll say he's got a really big penis then he'll say i'm really humble and i know how to use the damn thing because i'm really humble that's what he does that's what he does anyways uh, I know that uh, you guys tune in, and I appreciate the shit out of you all. Um, but for the most part, most of the topics of conversation that we come up with are kind of, kind of, we're kind of just winging it sometimes. Like early on, I had a ton of motivation. You know, it was easy to take a look at what I was doing creatively and think, uh, uh, you know, a week or two down the road, and say, okay, this is going to be our topic for this. This is going to be our topic for uh, the gaming. This is going to be our topic for the sobriety stuff. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm removed from my early time in recovery or if the maintenance part of recovery just isn't quite as difficult as maybe I think it was going to be. Or maybe I'm just not as mindful of the difficulties because I'm three years in and things seem to be humming along at a prison, pretty reasonable, in a pretty reasonable way. But it has been uh, of recent, like the motivation to do the things that I have stated are a part of my recovery, uh, you know, the podcasting and the Twitch stream. They've been harder and harder to do. It's been hard. It's been like the lead up to when I'm going to go on either recording or going to be on screen. Those have been more difficult to do. Sometimes it's just I don't have a video game that I want to play. And I just, um, you know, the idea of popping on, saying I'm sober and then popping off seems like not what I want to do um, or what. But there is there is a part of me where since I've tied these things to the maintenance phase of of my sobriety which is the long part of sobriety right like we don't say that sobriety is a destination it's not it's a journey there are many stops there are many hiccups there are many trials and tribulations there are speed bumps there are all kinds of things that get in the way of your sobriety if you're not careful so learning to navigate those things is really really important because you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life 
But recently, yeah. It's been hard to want to do the things that keep me sober. Or that I at least have stated keep me sober. Over all of this, there's the, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with the the concept of the Sword of Damocles. There's a lot of geeks out there. But it's basically a curse over your head that if you don't continue to do something or you don't accomplish something, um, a, a large doom will befall you. If I do not continue in my sobriety, a large doom could befall me. I could lose access to my wife and to my children and to the lifestyle that I have grown accustomed to, <laughs> which is terrifying. And I don't know how much of the motivation for sobriety should be rooted in fear. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say that it isn't. For me it is it absolutely is the idea the fear of losing my my family is omnipresent when i'm thinking about my sobriety in any other term than this is what i do to keep myself sober if i think for a second maybe i could have a drink maybe it would taste good damn look at that guy drinking it looks like it tastes good the thought in my head that immediately follows is if I do that, I will lose this. I will lose X, which is highly important to me. And because the Y, the letter Y, the algebraic equation Y, uh, of family, or sorry, of uh, the algebraic equation letter Y, which is my desire to drink, is not as powerful as my commitment to algebraic equation letter x x beats y in this you know in this scenario and it has for now three years and i wanted to continue to do that but i want i want like all of the things that i do to maintain my sobriety i want to keep doing like like higher brain function you know there's there's the 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 being of two minds of things you know, there's the higher intellectual mind that says, do the things that keep you sober. And then there's the lower mind that says things like, oh man, I just don't want to, whatever video game, whatever, however I'm feeling today, I don't want to do the things that I'm doing, which is, you know, playing video games or podcasting. Um, I don't want to do those things right now. I don't want to do that. Does that mean I move away from those things? Does it mean that I add things to that? Does it mean that tying something that I historically have enjoyed doing to something that I need to do needs to be uncoupled and I need to move in a different direction? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. Like, emotionally, I don't want to, and higher-mindedly, I don't want to, because I want to continue to enjoy being, like, I want to associate the parts of sobriety that are difficult with something that I can enjoy doing. But at what point in time does my enjoyment for that thing wane enough for me to make a mistake? And is it okay that the backstop for all of this is something that's kind of fear-based, is the, 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 the idea of losing my family. And that's, this is a question that's ever-evolving, you know. 
I'm supposed to do a Twitch stream tonight. I'm not unhappy to do it tonight. Partially, though, um, I feel a certain responsibility to the community that I'm trying to build because I want to present them with things that are interesting to watch and that I can have conversations with if somebody pops in, um, things that I can play with my community. So I have, I have two, you know, two people in recovery in the community, one of which likes action RPGs quite a bit. And I should be, I, I want to be playing action RPGs with them. But the other guy doesn't have anything like that whatsoever. Uh, he's got an Xbox instead of a PC. And since we're, you know, primarily PC gamers, it's really difficult to, to have any kind of crossplay. Even though of the systems uh, that are not PCs, Xbox has the best crossplay ability. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot there. And I want to make sure that, you know, the relationships that I have standing with the people that are in recovery in my community continue to feel like not only is this channel and this podcast, are they, are they, you know, partially for them? Because they are, you know, I'm not trying to, I, it's weird. This is, there's this place between pandering to my audience and being true to myself and trying to make sure that all of the above are satisfied. And I think I know what they would say if I were to pose to them, Hey, would you, do you want me to be doing more of the content that you specifically enjoy? I think they'd be like, you know what? I just want you to do whatever you want to be doing because that's the place where the content is going to be best, like being true to yourself. But since it is a, you know, since I'm trying to create a community, not just something where everybody's looking just at me, but trying to create a community uh, where, you know, people have some interactability with the platform in a meaningful way, I, sh I need to make space. I feel like I need to make space for that. So, yeah. So that's what's been on my mind uh, recently. That's the, those are those have been kind of the trials and tribulations. Um, I'm gonna keep doing. You know, uh, Tiki and Steve aren't here, obviously. Uh, so this would have been an easy one to just say, "Hey, no podcast this week." But I think it's really, really important for myself to put something out on a weekly basis to check in, to let you guys know where I'm at, to let myself verbalize where I'm at. I don't think I'm making this maybe sound a little bit more dire than it actually is. It's not. I mean, I'm still able to get to the place where, where I'm doing this stuff. It's getting the, the content's being created. This episode's gonna go up on YouTube. It's also gonna be on all the aggregators we already have. And then tonight and Friday and Sunday we'll be playing. Live on Twitch. Although I never know what I want to play, you know, uh, lately, the last couple of days, and this is kind of, you know, part of gaming news, I'm really enjoying Hunt again. I didn't think I would, um, like even with the stresses, even with the stressors of that game, how difficult that game can be. Uh, I think that one of the things that's helping a little bit is that the, the, there's an in-game 
event that's going on right now where um, through story stuff and in-game mechanics, you can basically keep your character. You lose your gear when you die, but you can keep your character. Uh, so the sense of loss is blunted a little bit. Like you're still losing, but you don't lose all the work that you've done. You're not starting from scratch. So um, like uh, I've been having a lot of fun playing with a good friend of the show, Russ, and then uh, playing a little bit with Tiki as well. He's been in and out when he's got had the time to, to hop in and play. And last night we did something I've never done before. We did what's called a naked run. It's streaking in the bayou amongst all the bugs and zombies and demonic creatures. And it was fun. It was fun. So the basic premise is usually in the game, you buy a loadout. So loadout's got a primary, a secondary weapon, a bunch of tools for hunting stuff in the bayou, and then a bunch of um, consumable gear that you can use, right? So you have, you know, uh, I think four slots for tools, four slots for consumables, a pair of weapons well in this version we just grab a med kit which gives us three heals and a basic melee weapon and that's it and then you go running off into into the bayou to try to scavenge survive stealth your way into hopefully eventually taking down one of the big bosses so it becomes almost this storyline where you're playing three or four matches to build yourself up to a place where you can go and play against the other players. All the while, with limited resources running around, jumping at every shadow, wondering about whether or not you're going to run into another group of players, which are by far the deadliest things in the bayou. Wondering if you're going to have the right gear to take out some of the enemies that are a little bit more difficult if you don't have the right gear and it was a lot of fun had a great time uh played i think five or six matches died twice had two kills extracted with bounty once which is you know there's some nights in that game where you don't extract with a bounty at all uh because of x y or z and that can be that can be kind of a frustrating that's that's where the stress comes right that's where the the stress and the frustration come what else have we been doing we've also been getting into uh battletech both the pc game and the miniature game the price for the the price per model is really inexpensive and the amount of models that you need to be able to play a meaningful game it's like four to eight it's really a great game uh, it's based on a really old set of rules that were great in their inception back in like the, I think it was like the late eighties, early nineties when this game came out. So this game's been out a long time and there've been some updates and some flavor stuff. And, um, it's one of those games that the lore behind it is incredibly deep. We're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, how do you get into games where the lore is incredibly deep? without feeling overwhelmed like imagine being told that the dune universe which is a huge universe that spans thousands upon thousands of years and is all centralized around this like one family 
imagine looking at the entirety of it instead of just looking at the first book but looking at the entirety of it, entirety of it and being told this is what you have to learn like you could take history courses on some of these worlds these gigantic canonically coherent worlds I'm betting for like college credit, like seriously. Uh, I mean, I think it would be kind of a waste of college, but uh, there's enough information there. You know, the the George R. R. Martins, the Frank Herberts, the Brandon Sandersons, these incredibly in-depth fictional worlds that, you know, one or two people have a hand in creating or three or four people have a hand in creating, whatever it is. Uh, and they're, they're almost exhaustively complex and how intimidating it is to take a look at this kind of stuff. And Battletech is exactly the same way. It's interesting because it's a, it's a, it's a far future science fiction. It's like, um, it's like a thousand years in the future. Uh, so I don't know if that's far. Is that near future? That's not near future. Near future is like 10, 20 years away mid far future i guess maybe could work for that maybe but all of the there's no aliens there's no magic it's not like warhammer 40,000 it's just intergalactic feudal style fiction science fiction and it's really good no psychics no magic no mumbo jumbo no hoodoo. Just kind of regressive thoughts on society and human nature as it has been studied in its most Machiavellian forms in a setting where there's big stompy robots. So that's what uh, that's what my my sci-fi du jour has been and trying to trying to uncover it. Uh, there's a there's a group called the black pants legion they're on youtube and they make some really really interesting and funny uh videos but they're all like two to two hours or they're like an hour to two hours long and each one of them dives into something specific about the universe and there's so much information about all of it that they fill an entertaining hour to two hours per episode it's really quite impressive and it's funny because the way that they present it is as future history they kind of have a uh, their shtick is hey we're going to do a lecture on this we're going to do a, a history style lecture on this thing that happens in the future and it's it's really well done these guys do a great job. So uh, Black Pants Legion, I think, is the name of the YouTube channel. If you're into Battletech at all, uh, go do that. Um, go take a look at their stuff because their stuff is pretty bomb. Uh, so, yeah, um, we're going to start painting those models after I get what's on the painting desk finished, which is the last of the uh, the 50 points of retribution uh, of Syrah models that I've been playing against co-host Steve and our good friend Ryan. Um, they're both embarking on the painting side of the game right now which is kind of fun and interesting uh ryan is asking for a lot of help with advice not a lot of help but you know he's asking for advice on um on how to paint and what goes well and 
there's so many different techniques and some of them require different uh, paint mediums. And I don't want to overwhelm them. But when they ask questions like, well, what's the best way to do shading on this type of model? And I'm like, well, buy this product and then learn how to apply this product. And it's like, mm, there's ways to teach you how to do this stuff that have nothing to do with buying a new product. If you've got some paints, you know, if you've got some paints that you can create uh, light, you know, highlights, midtones, and shades, you can do just about anything uh, on a model. You can, you can... Yeah, you don't need special product. You don't need super special products. They're fun to have, and it's fun to engage with new techniques. Like when I was learning how to paint with uh, with the oil paints, and I'm still learning how to paint with oil paints. When I was learning how to do that, it was vastly fascinating because the the style of painting with acrylics is a slow buildup of layers, so it's a very additive format. Oil painting is a combination of additive and subtractive. When you first start painting with oils on a freshly uh, primed model you put on a lot and then subtract a ton off of it using sponges and q-tips and solvent uh, white spirits and this leaves a stain on the model which you then use as your primary color blocking to apply your midtones and your highlights and all of that is done with applications of gross amounts of oil paint and then blending with dry brushes. And those midtones mix with the darker shades that are already in the recesses from the oil prime and then create these smooth, smooth, beautiful, creamy blends, creamy blends. And then you apply highlights in the highest locations on the model. It's different when you're doing acrylics. Acrylics are layers upon layers of dark to light transitions in smaller and smaller areas. You start on like, let's say a shoulder. You would do the entire shoulder in one dark color. Then you would go slightly lighter on a smaller area and then slightly lighter on a slightly smaller area and all the way up until you had this gradation from super dark to highlighted so much different uh much different painting process uh if you're interested in more information about miniature painting you can check out uh my favorite miniature painter on the internet his name is marco frisoni that's F-R-I-S-O-N-I. He runs a channel called Not Just Mecca, M-E-C-H-A. Not Just Mecca. He has one of the most infectious attitudes in such a positive way. Uh, and his technical skills as an artist are pretty phenomenal. And he, go, he, he ranges from showing deep technical technique all the way to how to apply those things for speed painting purposes. So if you're just trying to get models on the table quickly, this, these, are, these are ways that you can do it. If you want a deeper understanding of the theory of paint and color, uh, and color theory, which is, which is just physics, it's, it's all just understanding of light. He goes into that as well.
It's got a great channel, and uh, I highly suggest everybody take a look at it. Um, that, honest to God, is about all I've got for this week. Just a quick check-in, still sober, struggling a little bit with creativity aspects of creating or with the motivational aspects of creating content online concern that I'm that I have linked the creative process to my sobriety and whether or not the backstop of having a very very fear-based consequential view of what will happen to me if I do go back to drinking or if I have a slip up or something like that uh what that looks like and then finally getting back into hunt enjoying deep worlds in a new way or new deep worlds in a new way uh with battletech uh both on the pc and on the tabletop and then finally talking a little bit about uh getting uh ryan and steve into playing some war machine and hordes and uh painting some miniatures but like every episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast, we like to end things by shouting out to the mutual support groups that we hope you turn to in your time of need. There's Alcoholics Anonymous, AA.org, 212-870-3400. Moderation Management, Moderation.org, 212-871-0974. Secular AA, that's AASecular.org. 323-693-1633, Smart Recovery, smartrecovery.org, 440-951-5357, and Women for Sobriety, womenforsobriety.org, 215-536-8026. You can see all the links up at the top left-hand corner if you're watching this on YouTube. For any friends and family that need help in a group-type environment, there's Al Anon Family Groups. That's www.al dash anon dot alateen dot org or one triple eight four two five two six 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 we're gonna have a fundraiser coming up in the next couple of weeks for a community member in need their house flooded it fucking sucks um so we're gonna do a little bit of a, a twitch-a-thon where we're gonna be matching some donations we're gonna do some some wacky stuff and I still haven't decided what else we're going to be doing for it. But please check our Twitter at versus undercourse, un, <clears throat> excuse me, at versus underscore save for more information about that. We'll be releasing a timeline for that in the next couple of days. I think that's it. From all of us here at the Savers of Poison podcast, I'm Will. The others are MIA this week, but we will all be back again next week for you to laugh at the dick jokes of. And I wish you all warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody. You've just listened to another episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, like, and subscribe on Twitter at VS underscore save, on Facebook at the Save vs. Poison podcast, and streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash SVP podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, everyone.